Welcome to Off the Beat, the podcast that discusses all things law enforcement from a cop's point of view. My name is DJ Seals. I'm a former detective, crime analyst, and SWAT operator from the metro Atlanta area. I currently work for Motorola as a law enforcement consultant, but this podcast will never be about product or sales. And that I promise you. I came up with this idea because I wanted to have a place where we could have a conversation about current police issues without you, my listener, well, feeling like they were in a sales pitch. I wouldn't listen to that, and I'm sure you wouldn't either. So let's begin. First, I want to tell you that I'm actually recording this from Krakow, Poland. I've been working in Poland all week, and I decided to bring my podcast equipment with me to record this latest episode. And I've got to tell you, Krakow is an absolutely beautiful city. The people are great. The weather's been fantastic. And I hope I'm able to come back soon to do a little bit of sightseeing. So, on to today's topic. Tis the season to be stealing. Every Christmas season, police departments see the same pattern. Shoplifting, airing autos, burglaries, and general theft increase exponentially. This occurs until we ring in the new year and our super cop selves solve all the crimes and lock up all the bad guys, causing those crimes to decrease. Right? <laughs> well, not exactly. Uh, truth is, th those style crimes increase because of the seasonal increase called criminal opportunity. L let me explain. The Christmas season gives the criminal once a year an opportunity to prey on our good citizens who are not concerning themselves with safety and security. Instead, they're concerned with running and buying and the hustle and the bustle and the wrapping and the cooking and, oh yeah, the peace, goodwill, and all that other good stuff. Well, the criminal element sees this as a special holiday of their own. Let's see, let's call it Steelapalooza. <laughs> so what do we do about it? Well, let's just do the same thing we do each year, right? Just uh, stick our head in the sand and say, oh, it's going to be really bad. But don't worry. January's coming. It'll be much better then. Not this year. We, we've all heard the greatest indicator of future crime is past criminal patterns, right? So let's use those past patterns to do some good. Even if you don't have a criminal intelligence division, you surely have someone in your department who likes to dig into your crime data. Perhaps it's that officer whose reports are so long and detailed, they practically need a publisher to approve them. Sure, their over-detailed retelling of removing a cat from a tree has been annoying in the past, but now you can actually put their endless thirst for detail to good use. All right, so how? Well, start small. Let's start with small, focused searches of your high-traffic commercial areas. Pulling from your RMS or whatever systems that you have, you're going to be looking for patterns of date and time in your theft reports. Date and time. Make sure Officer, let's call him Officer Eager Beaver, has access to multiple years of reports and then have them compare the past holiday season's theft reports week to week. Now hold up. Let me be very clear about this. I said week to week, not week by week. What I mean is this. Compare the same weeks from different years to each other. Don't compare November to December and so on. Let me explain. 
like I said a little earlier, it's that time again. Right now, as you're listening to this podcast, your crime is going up. Your thefts, your burglaries, your entering autos, general mayhem, shoplifting, all starting to go up. As we get closer to December, it's going to go up even more. And then again, somewhere around January, middle of January or so, it'll start to come back down, right? Yes. No, I don't have a crystal ball for every agency on the planet. That's just how we do. <laughs> it's just normal. Therefore, if you've got this person going around saying, tell me what's happened. Give me the crime trend between October and now somewhere in the beginning or, or late, late November or beginning of December. Guess what? Genius. It's going to be going up. That is what I call apples and bananas. Don't compare those. Go back a year and take this date last year as compared to this date this year and so far and so on. No, I'm not saying that the exact same crimes are going to happen, but you will be amazed at the similarity of the pattern year over year over year over year. That's what I'm talking about. So this is where we're going to start, okay? Compare December week one, year one, to December week one, year two, on and on and on until you form this pattern. Now, seeing as you have chosen a paper hound to do this task, I'm confident it won't take them long to identify the time of day, day of week patterns in the data. But now, what do you do with the data? Well, trust it and the patterns contained in it. Begin to direct your officers to these past patterns, explaining what type of crime was in each pattern and the details surrounding those patterns. The proof will come in your increased arrests. But not only that, the increased officer presence of your newly proven holiday high crime area will prevent more crime than you realize. Until after Christmas and you compare this year's numbers with your previous data. That's when it really will sink in. <sighs> now, hold up, I know. I'm all about arresting the bad guy. I am. However, for the first year of this exercise, you're going to have to be okay in some areas and some crimes with what we call dispersion and displacement. Not a big fan of it. But in this first year, when you're getting your feet wet and you're understanding the tenets here, you're going to have to be okay with that. DJ, what is dispersion and displacement? Okay. Dispersion and displacement is simple. What it says is wherever there is crime, we're going to increase police presence. If we don't particularly know what we're looking for, we're just increasing the police presence there. So maybe we will, maybe we won't make an arrest. The crime will just simply be moved to another part of your city. So in other words, the criminal will see you, you might not know who you're looking for, and they'll say, too hot here right now, going somewhere else. Now, the area you're currently in will see a decrease because of this dispersion and displacement. However, another area might see an increase because, again, they've gone that way. Unless, of course, they've gone to a neighboring jurisdiction and, hey, every good cop knows that's a win. All right, that's a joke. But nonetheless, dispersion to displacement, watch for that. That can be a win. You say, how's that a win? You just moved them over there and they did it again. 
It's a win because you've proven that you can upset their pattern. You're onto them, if you will. Keep following the pattern of dispersion and displacement. Review consistently throughout the holiday season. If you see that it's gone down where you've been, but popped up a couple of blocks away, keep moving, keep moving. Read those reports, talk to the witnesses, talk to people who might've been around. You will start to glean more and more and more information about this particular person. Next thing you know, you've got enough for a suspect. You're in your next spot. You see the suspect, you collar them. That that's literally how this works. Now, for instance, I knew from past experience of looking at our crime data that the crimes we were most interested in around the holidays were thefts and burglaries. I also understood that if I did not understand our past trends and patterns, that we're going to be caught off guard with emerging patterns throughout the year. What do I mean? Hold up. Stand by. If you don't understand the past, if you don't understand the normal pattern of crime in your city, there's no way in the world you can identify an emerging pattern, a new pattern, a different pattern, because you don't know what the regular is. Very important to do this year over year over year to understand that regular pattern. Then you can identify the anomalies. So I began with our theft reports, broken down for the last few years between zones. I noticed that all zones seem to be fairly level year after year, with the numbers not changing much up or down. However, one of our zones, Zone 2, arguably the heaviest commercial shopping zone, had a significant increase in theft reports. It was quite obvious to me that I needed to put together this tactical plan and I needed to get this information to our patrol division so they could make a difference this exact holiday season. Not next, not when we get to it, but right then. Yes, <laughs> all, all, all you SWAT brothers and sisters of mine, I did say tactical. What do I mean by that? No, I don't mean SWAT tactical. What I mean is the difference between tactical and strategic. Strategic being a long-term plan set to roll for a long period of time for a result sometime in the future. Tactical plan, what are we gonna do about it today? How are we gonna stop it today? That's how I looked at this. I identified the pattern, holidays are coming, tactical plan, let's get it, get it going today. So I did a time of day, day of week breakdown for each of these crime types, as I've spoken of, in order to give our patrol a target date and time. You can't just tell them, drive around this area and look for a theft. <laughs> Your intelligence will be done instantly. Understanding, of course, that these times and days would be from years past, true, but it would give them a starting point based on the recurring patterns of years past. I guarantee you, you're going to see these recurring patterns. Trust me on this. The most important part, however, was to give them an area of patrol in which these crimes were happening, something nice and small. I found that these crimes in Zone 3 were scattered fairly evenly throughout the zone. However, in Zone 2, so back to Zone 2, I found that they were concentrated in sort of a wedge pattern around our main retail area. So at this point, I'm working with patrol, right? But I didn't forget about community outreach. A lot of this is involving the public. So I, I got with our Chamber of Commerce and businesses and, and uh, neighborhood groups, and I put together some evening trainings. And I made it fun. 
I had handouts and a slideshow that, that, that had the Grinch on them, right? <laughs> We're looking for this guy. And I used some common flim-flam techniques on the screen. Hey, business owner, if somebody comes in and you're there by yourself and they say, hey, I'd like to see this back in the back. Would you mind walking back here with me? Don't fall for that because their other person's going to come in and steal your register, steal the purse or steal property. And they're, they're going to leave out. Thank you very much. And you're not going to know it for a while. Education on what we normally see on this. And most of all, after the education, if you've got somebody that comes into your store and tries this, I want you to call us immediately right? Then I created some flyers that had information like that on it for those who couldn't be there and for some presence around these shopping areas. And I had, no joke, took some convincing, had my detectives hand those out. Why'd I do that? Why not patrol? Because all of our citizens love cop shows <laughs> and they believe everything they see on them. Okay. And in cop shows, detectives are cool. <laughs> <laughs> right? If a detective hands you something, it's got some weight. I need to read that. That's important. We all know that's like whatever, but it worked. And boy, did it work. Okay. Our patrol did an excellent job working with the times and the days and the areas that were forecasted, even bringing in overtime officers when needed. Then we went to work throughout November and December with an intelligent tactical plan to stop the increase in these specific crimes in these specific zones. And again, the public was working with us as well. They kept an eye out. And yes, we got calls. Hey, you know, you were telling us about that flim flam scam. Somebody just came in. All right. What did they look like? Where'd they go? We started getting these calls. This thing was actually working. I, I got to tell you the best I was realistically hoping for was for the numbers to level out and the patterns to drop slightly, make a dent, something, please. <laughs> the end result was a four point drop in zone three. This was still higher than historic years of around a handful, but marked a decrease from the year prior. That's what we were trying to do. Can we be better than the previous year? Patrol's greatest success though was in their thefts. Zone two, we had an 11 point drop from the previous year, 11 points. That, that's insane. Th this was after all our initial goal to stop the dramatic rise in burglaries and thefts in these two zones. We tried something new. We thought out of the box. We got tired of just going, eh, okay. Christmas is coming. Eh, Merry Christmas. <sighs> It'll be over soon, right? <laughs> Unfortunately, we kind of all do that in law enforcement because we know what's coming. We got tired of it. We said, we got to try something. Even if it fails, let's try it. And it didn't fail. We succeeded by using the data that was already available to us and then giving that data to our patrol division and letting them do what they do best. And boy, did they. I guess I could sum it all up by saying this. Empower your officers with the real data that you already have for real-time tactical crime fighting and help your citizens to have a merrier Christmas. Because I got to tell you, this little experiment that year, the Grinch did not steal Christmas.
And now it's time to take a look at some crazy but true police blotter stories. Police in Oklahoma arrested a man for stealing an all-terrain vehicle. When the man was arrested, he was wearing a t-shirt that said, quote, Ain't nothing illegal till you get caught. He proved his own point, didn't he? DeKalb County, Alabama Sheriff received a call from a man who wanted their help finding a man who, who stole his marijuana. That happened to me one night. Had a guy call me and he said, hey, I went down there to buy some cocaine. They stole my money and didn't give me any cocaine. Wow, just man. <laughs> a New Mexico woman was arrested for stalking I love this one. Arrested for stalking after she sent her boyfriend. Not, not a typo. I checked. 647 letters, 41,229 text messages, and called him 77,639 times in one week. I gotta tell you sitting in my hotel room here in Poland the other night. I did some math on that. It took her almost every hour of every day to just do 30 seconds of pop and send, and then wait a minute, and then another one, and then wait a minute, and then write a letter, and then run to the post office, and whew, talk about fatal attraction. Run, boy, run. And finally, Police in Kentucky reported that two students reported that they had been assaulted in some way on their way home from an unspecified school by an unspecified number of assailants, perhaps sustaining unspecified injuries or none at all. Would, would you say that this Kentucky Police Department's public information officer was new, a bit scared? Cleared it right up for me, I can tell you that. You know, as we go along this journey together, I may say some things you don't agree with. Or maybe you do agree with me and you have a topic that you'd like me to cover. And maybe you have a funny police story you'd like to share with me. I encourage you to email me at offthebeat at motorolasolutions.com. Give me your thoughts and your ideas. Check out my Twitter page at DJ underscore off the beat. And thank you all who have reached out to me, uh, kind comments, suggestions. You'll be seeing those suggestions in further episodes. Until then, from Poland, stay diligent, stay educated, and stay safe.